Hello? Ooh, she finna get in her feelings. She finna cry. She finna get up here all emotional and whatnot, honey. I don't know, but I'm giving you a pre-warning. I'm just letting you know that this, this, that, there, one type of episode, that, there, that child might not, you, you might not really fuck with. And I feel that. If you don't like emotional stuff, get out. You don't, you, you don't need to be here right now. This is the clubhouse. This is the love a girl clubhouse, emotional baddie clubhouse. If you not with it, then get to step it. You've had fair warning. It is what it is. All right. You are listening to the Answer Your Phone podcast. Is your host, Claren. How are you doing today? I hope that you had a really nice weekend. I hope that it was super exciting and it was very godly, being that it was Easter and all. I hope that you enjoyed the weather and that you got decent weather. We're starting to get decent weather here as opposed to last week when it was absolutely disgusting and there was literal ice falling from the sky. Guys, okay. God is so good. He is so good. Look at his majestic nature. Honestly, one week we could be like crying. We could be upset about the weather all in our fifis. And the next week he's just like, let's move on. Let's act like it never happened. Huh? I was just putting you through a test. Guess what you passed? Before we do anything, I have been gatekeeping and I feel real bad about it. I feel real bad. I hate keeping secrets from y'all. I don't like it at all. But honestly, I am super, super, super into fizzy waters. Do you know what a fizzy water is? Do you know? It's a flavored carbonated water. Okay? It's a flavored carbonated water. You know, like seltzer water? That's what it is. I have this brand that I'm really in love with, and it's from the city that I live in. It's from Ottawa. It's called City Seltzer. It's so good. This is not a paid advertisement. These people don't even know I exist, honey. I don't got no dog in this fight baby don't do me like that i'm just trying to share because i care and i want you to get into it because it's so good they have all types of flavors their whole thing is fizz without the shiz 100 natural flavors what's on the can is what's in the can and i love that my personal favorite is the orange cream and that is the orange and vanilla flavored carbonated water and it is so good it tastes just like a creamsicle without the sugar but it's real good they also have different flavors like cool melon city citrus berry whip it is delicious i highly recommend 10 out of 10 don't try to come and tell me about the health issues that are connected to carbonated waters i don't want to hear it y'all do stuff all the time that's not good for you the person that you talking to is probably not even the best person for you to be talking to right now they're not good for you either how about that so don't play in my face and i won't play in yours i'm sorry that got really violent but you know i ain't mean to hurt your feelings bookie i ain't mean to buy it <laughs> but like i'm just saying though like honestly y'all be drinking promethazine and lean and so on and so forth y'all be vaping talking to your ex talking to your ex's best friend you know all types of stuff just doing crazy stuff I, I'm here minding my business, drinking my little seltzer, my little fizzy water. And you want to try to come and be Dr. Oz or somebody. Leave me alone. All I'm saying is you want to come up here and get you one of these. One of what? <laughs> A city seltzer. Fizzy water, baby. Get you one. I really do love them things. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I am coming up to the one year anniversary of this podcast. I'm very excited about it. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the dun and back again. Your heart is true. 
You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invite everyone you knew. You would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. The lyrics are off, but the message (laughs) still stands. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I am so emotional today and i think it's a lot it's a it's a culmination of things it's culmination of where am i the only person that be saying stuff and then i have to look it up to confirm that it is indeed a word and not something that i made up because as a child i used to make words up am i the only one i can't be the only one so culmination is a word so yeah there you go words mean things and i know words all right (laughs) But yeah, it's definitely a combination of things. A lot has been going on. A couple months ago, I think I did an episode where I mentioned that we foster. I live at home. We foster. And it's one of my greatest passions, one of my greatest joys. One of the things that I talk the least about because I want it to be a very private, intimate thing with the children that we are taking care of. And I think the reason I mentioned it was because I was struggling with something in terms of fostering. And here we are again. One of our babies, one of my boys, has gone home. Not home to be with the Lord, but home to be with his mom, which is the ultimate achievement. That is the goal of fostering. The whole purpose of it is so that you can support an individual in order for them to get themselves back on their feet, get themselves back in order to raise their child to be with their babies what you're working towards the most is supporting these families in order to be able to best support their children so he has gone back to be with his mom which is awesome it's fantastic i'm so happy but it's also very bittersweet i think that there is a heartbreak that comes with a child leaving your home after being there for over a year that cannot be brushed over like it's hard it really is difficult I have spent the last couple of weeks kind of like we knew it was coming and it was really tough it was really hard the last couple of days with him in the home because it was and I know I maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic because his mom is like girl like you're his aunt you're always gonna be in his life you're gonna do things with him all but it's not the same as having him with us and you know being with this child 24 7 all the time taking care of them making sure they're okay just knowing that they're happy and cared for and I know that his mom is going to do that to the best of her abilities and we're going to support her as much as we can and she has a good support system in place that's going to also help her with that so I am really I'm it's like I said it's bittersweet he's gone home he's with his mom every child is deserves to be with their parent if their parent loves them and wants to care for them and I believe that his mother loves him and wants to care for him and so this is really beautiful it's just been really hard for me because I'm like I cried so much I was like what is this pain that I'm feeling thugs should not be going through this but it is what it is 
and I, I would see him pretty much all the time still, but it still was hard. One of the things that they teach you about when you're just getting into fostering is like, don't get too attached to your children. Don't get too attached to your children. But like, honestly, listen, I feel like anything that you are um, passionate about, anything that you truly care about, there will be a level of attachment that will always be there. And it's just about maintaining a healthy amount of boundaries and understanding like the goal is for these children to go home to their parents you are not their parent it is not about you it is about them and their well-being it is about ensuring that they have a safe loving environment during this difficult time for their parents and ultimately it is about what is best for them so I think that though I am sad and I'm a little bit like you know heartbroken over not having him in the house i'm overjoyed that the goal was accomplished and i'm continuing to pray that everything goes well and is in his favor and that he's protected and covered and all of that and you know also maintaining healthy boundaries with the parent and not overstepping not getting too involved not pushing my limits or anything like that just being there in the background if i'm needed you know i'm kind of it feels like i'm withdrawing but i'm not withdrawing i'm just allowing the parent to be a parent and i am just making sure that they understand that we're not here to overstep we're not here to you know have jealousy over their child they are more than welcome to reach out to us when they would like to but i'm not gonna make the first move and i'm just it is what it is you know can i just say that i'm very 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 proud of myself because honestly i thought that this was gonna be the hardest thing to get through recording because yes yesterday oh yesterday was not a good day and And I was just a freaking mess, crying, I tell you. So (laughs) I'm very proud because I have been able to sit here and just kind of, you know, talk about my feelings, but not um, succumb to my feelings, not melt into them and not let them overtake me. Because I know this is nothing to succumb to. This is nothing to melt into. This is nothing to fall into a depression over this is a positive wonderful thing that's happening for a little person who was in our care and I am beside myself with the joy and I'm also in awe of how joy and grief can kind of coexist with each other truly and honestly it's a beautiful thing a couple of months ago I was very worried that this boy would not be going back to his mother and I God did that right he did it he did it he period (laughs) so there's really not much more that I could have asked for so I'm grateful for that do I just really let the kids Clara let the kids bro like she really do (laughs) Children are so important to me. Children and any anything that, you know, needs caring for, I always gravitate towards. A couple of weeks ago, somebody was like, oh, do you love working with kids? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I love working with kids or if it's just what I'm really good at, if it's what I've been called to do, because some days I, I don't love it. Some days I'm like, why am I here? What is happening? What is going on? Like, honestly, I could be, you know, doing 
my little stiff hip dances like i said i was finna start doing for y'all but instead i'm out here in these trenches with these babies with y'all's babies <laughs> i really do love it though and it is something that i'm passionate about and i realized that i was passionate about it when i was talking to this young man and you know talking like getting to know somebody with the intention of perhaps pursuing something more and he was just i was talking to him about what i do and he's like i could never and that was such a huge turnoff for me i was like what you mean could ever what does that mean and, and so why are you talking to me because if you could never but that's what I do that is what I am passionate about then we are not we're not a match for one another sir because you're telling me you could never and here I am making your never happen every day sir no, I don't know. It was just, it was very, very disappointing. And I think that that's something else that, you know, when you're passionate about something, it becomes that much harder to find someone to be with because you don't want to abandon your passions to be with another person. But I feel like these days, a lot of people believe that a demonstration of your love for them is that you're willing to drop everything and just you know focus on them and only them and i'm like i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't think so and this is honestly perhaps just maybe one of the things that we're dealing with also post-covid because i have noticed this a lot in schools also where children are unable to kind of like grasp the concept that they are not the main character. I think that COVID has left individuals with this very limited perception of the world around them because for such a long period of time, especially kids, you know, like they're very young. And so four years, three years is a lot. It's a long, long time for them. And to be isolated and to only know me and my mom and my dad or me and my brother and me and you know it's like they have this very limited perception of the overall scheme of things in the world like they're unable to view things from an empathetic standpoint because they haven't had that socialization for such a long period of time and I do believe that as a society we're doing the kids a great disservice because it's like we're just kind of brushing past it and trying to skip past it and get back to normal when these kids don't even know what normal is I, to be honest and so they're dealing with this kind of PTSD from COVID and here we are just you know trying to rush past things so that we can continue to meet the supply and the demands of our society and to continue living in a capitalistic world whole time these kids are very much so under the impression that it is all about them and they are the only ones that matter and that is extremely dangerous when you are trying to live in a society but like i be saying i'ma just keep doing my best and and, and i'ma do what i can with what i got and i'm gonna sit back with my little bowl of popcorn and see how it all turns out because at this point that's all you really can do if you want to remain sane. I think that what needs to be done I believe at this point is that there should be etiquette classes brought back into the classroom but not even at a high school level but 
at a younger level where we're reteaching, reintroducing empathy and providing children with real life examples just to support them in the things that they've missed during COVID. Because when you're at home and your parents are working from home and they're just putting an iPad in front of you and that's no shade and no disrespect to anybody, but sometimes people had to do what they had to do. And so they're like, look at this iPad. Look at, ooh, shiny, Cocoa Bellin, watch that. And they're trying to get their work done because they have to pay the bills and stuff. There are a lot of things that become you know obsolete in terms of social interactions with the children the pleases and the thank yous become far and few in between you know excuse me may I have you know things like that they don't have that anymore and they need it they absolutely need it Okay, I would like to see it. In fact, I would like to see these etiquette classes introduced at every age level, to be honest, because some of these adults then forgot their manners as well, you know, during COVID. Some of these people just be walking in the street, pushing and shoving. Like, what, 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 when did we start doing that? I don't understand. What's going on? We need it for all age groups, all levels. We it's necessary I feel like it should be a requirement at this point just like on a societal level we need etiquette classes okay it should be mandatory if you don't get the etiquette classes you should be youth no 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 (laughs) just a little jokey joke FBI I know y'all heard that it was a joke have you been enjoying this podcast is it is it is it slay (laughs) is this podcast slay as the young people say are you getting your kikis in sure hope so sure hope so bud do me a favor leave me a review on all the things if you're a podcast listener to her then you know what things i'm talking about don't make me talk too much what's understood don't need to be explained if you don't know what i'm talking about please be sure to look in the show notes of this episode and you will be directed to wonderful places where you can leave me wonderful words appreciate you love you bye You are not always going to feel good about the things that you're passionate about. I am passionate about the work that I do with children inside and outside of my home. But the passion that I have sometimes comes with a heartache. It sometimes comes with grief. It sometimes comes with pain. And that doesn't make it any less deserving of my attention. I don't abandon the things that I'm passionate about when they become difficult or hard to bear. And sometimes it is hard to bear. Sometimes it does become frustrating. Sometimes there are moments of uncertainty that present themselves like, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing for me? How much more of this can I go through? And, you know, I ask myself these things, but In the back of my head, I know that this is something that I am passionate about. These are little people that I care deeply for and I want the best for them and I want the best for their futures. And whether or not it's inside the home or it's inside a school, the intention is always the same. I realize that I talked about passion a lot, 
but I didn't really explain what I meant by passion because there are so many different definitions for passion. There is an emotional kind of definition for passion where it's like an intense driving or overmastering feeling or conviction or an outbreak of anger. There's a love meaning for passion, which is a strong liking or desire or devotion to some activity, object, or concept or an object of desire or deep interest. There's the almost like sexual meaning of passion, which I don't really, I don't gotta get into it. You know what I'm talking about, okay. But you know, there's like lots of definitions for passion. And when I'm talking about my passion in the regard of the work that I do with kids, I mean it more so as like a devotion kind of thing. It's something that I'm devoted to. I choose not to define it in the emotional sense, whereas it's like an intense driving or overmastering feeling or conviction because I feel like my devotion bears more fruit when it is rooted in logic and not emotion. Meaning if I'm allowing my devotion to a cause to be led by my emotions, Every time that I'm upset, my actions are going to reflect that. Every time that I feel some type of way, my actions are going to reflect that. It's going to be very draining and exhausting for both myself and the people that I'm trying to have a positive impact on. When I choose to have my devotion rooted and and driven by logic, I'm able to think a little bit more clear-headed and make decisions from a more logical standpoint as opposed to how I'm feeling about something. I'm able to think about how this would affect everybody involved. I'm able to weigh out the pros and cons of situations. And being that I'm human, right, sometimes emotions do get involved. And then that is when I call in the big dogs, okay? I call in a non-biased, impartial individual to really hear me out and to, you know, give me guidance and counsel on the situation itself. Because sometimes it's like when you're involved in a situation, you can't help but become emotionally attached or biased. Because anything that you're devoted to, you're going to become passionate. You're going to become intense about it. You know, no matter how hard you try, there are going to be periods where you become driven by your emotions. And so it's up to you to remind yourself, like, is this the right state of mind for me to be in in order to bear fruit in this devotion, in this passion of mine? Is this the optimal state of mind for me to be in? Am I clear headed? Am I right minded? Or am I making decisions and judgments haphazardly because I feel some type of way because something is triggering me emotionally and if the answer is a resounding yes I am reacting like this because I feel some type of way then the onus is on us to step back and say you know what I need to take a break you know what I need to take a breather you know what I I need to gather myself you know, collect my bearings, gain my composure, (laughs) and get it together. Because I can't ruin something that I've been working so hard for. I can't destroy that 
because of a temporary feeling because all feelings are temporary they they were not made to last you know feelings are made to be fueled they're made to be fed if you don't want a feeling to last then you don't feed into it all in all i say this to say that i was really tried this last couple of days I felt intense emotions about something that I am incredibly devoted to. And those intense emotions made me question everything, made me question whether or not I was built for this, whether or not this is sustainable, whether or not I'm emotionally equipped for this. And the answer is yes, I am. It is okay, per, per. But I was really second guessing myself. And that's something that comes with things that you're passionate about. So if you are in a place right now, honey, where you're questioning yourself, where you are doubting, where you are having intense emotions surrounding something that you are devoted to or passionate about. And if you don't know if you're devoted or passionate about it, you your mind keeps coming back to it. Opportunities keep presenting themselves. Even if you're not seeking them out, they are seeking you out. That's the thing that you're being called to do. And so if you are feeling intense emotions, if you're feeling doubt about your passion right now, it's natural. It happens. It happens to the best of us to the best of us to the best to the best to the best you wouldn't be the best without a test so upon your chest forget the rest because you're the best heck yes <laughs> you know how to give you a jingle bookie you know i had to yes is how I show my love, baby. But yeah, like honestly, passion. Be passionate. Be devoted. Root your passion in logic, okay? That is how we are able to navigate between the intersection of passion and grief and frustration and all those other nasty little feelings that rear their head up. Because it's gonna happen. We just need to know how to show out when they show up, okay? All right, so I talked about what I came to talk about. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you had a good time. I hope that you come back for more next time, okay? I, I, I'm very bad at the self-promo business, but you you know, you know, you listen to the other episodes. Hang out, do whatever you gotta do. We'll talk next time. Bye. Oh, also, I forgot. Shout out to me for keeping it, keeping it together this episode, okay? Shout out to God, all right? Shout out to Jesus. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my daddy because he he helped to create me and whatnot, even though he a deadbeat. <clears throat> yeah, lots of intense emotions. That No, no. But you know, for real, for real, I feel like a mom who said bye like 15 times. No, we leaving for real this time. Goodbye. 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 Don't try to keep me. Bye.